Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Thursday, January 7th, 2021. I'm Rich Straffolino. Following violent riots in the U.S. Capitol, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat announced temporary bans against new posts by President Trump. Facebook and Instagram are suspending the accounts for at least two weeks. Twitter removed three tweets from the president's profile and said it would suspend the account for 12 hours after the tweets were officially deleted. A Twitter spokesperson confirmed that the tweets had been deleted and the account would be reinstated following that window. Twitter did say the account would face a permanent ban for repeated violations. Snapchat did not say how long the suspension would last. Facebook and YouTube also removed a video of the president responding to the violence. Facebook said it did this because, on balance, we believe it contributes to rather than diminishes the risk of ongoing violence. YouTube removed it, saying it contained false information about the outcome of the 2020 election. Microsoft Senior Program Manager Brandon LeBlanc announced a new feature that would add an integrated feed of dynamic content to the Windows 10 taskbar available on Windows Insider Builds in the Dev Channel. This includes news content from 4,500 global brands and will open into a streamlined reading view, as well as local weather. Users will be able to personalize their feeds for relevant content. Intel launched RealSense ID, which combines a depth sensor and machine learning to add on-device depth perception capabilities for facial recognition. Intel says it adapts to changes like hairstyle and glasses, works in various lighting conditions, and a range of height and complexions, and its anti-spoofing tech has a 1 in 1 million false acceptance rate. RealSense ID will cost $99, launches in Q1 2021 for manufacturers of smart locks, ATMs, access control systems, and similar products. LG introduced five new models in their Thin and Light LG Gram laptop lineup, ranging from 14-inch to 17-inch models with two-in-ones available. All will offer thinner bezels around their 16 by 10 aspect ratio screens, as well as 11th generation Intel processors, Z graphics, and up to 16 gigabytes of LP DDR4X memory. LG claims the Gram 17, 16, and 16 2-in-1 will offer 19.5 hours of battery life. The Gram 17, the heaviest of the lot, weighs in at 1.3 kilograms, while the lightest Gram 14 comes in at 999 grams. No word on price or availability. Samsung announced the Galaxy Chromebook 2, a 13.3-inch 2-in-1 Chrome OS device supporting a QLED display that starts at $549, down from the $999 price of the first-gen device. The base model offers a 10th-gen Intel Celeron processor, 4GB of RAM, and 64GB of storage. An i3-equipped version with 8GB of RAM and 128GB of storage starts at $699. Samsung is revealing more C-Lab experimental products at this year's virtual CES, including EasyCal, an app that automatically calibrates your TV's picture quality. Others include Scan and Dive, an IoT sensor that identifies fabric and recommends care options. Food and Sommelier uses AI to pair food and wine for your home-cooked meals. And AirPocket is a portable oxygen storage device you can wear on your face mask. Meanwhile, the Frame TV, first seen in 2017, the one that looks like a painting and not really like a TV, is now just 24.9 millimeters thick and available from 32 to 75 inches. Samsung's QLED TVs are now being called Neo QLED, which use mini-LED-based full-array local dimming for precise light control. They're 40 times smaller, so you can pack in more lights. Samsung also announced a remote with a solar cell, support for PS5 and Xbox Series X 4K 120 frames per second input and VRR, and Google Duo video chat support. 
Lenovo-owned NEC showed off the Lavi Mini, a concept netbook that can turn into a Switch-style game console. The device offers an 8-inch 1920x1200 touchscreen, an 11th-gen Intel i7-1180G7 CPU, 14GB of RAM, two USB-C ports, and an optical touch sensor below the small keyboard. The keyboard can be folded back and two wireless controllers attached to the side, or the device can be docked for home gameplay with a dedicated HDMI out. It's a concept, so we'll see if it ever comes to market. Pioneer and Onkyo are both showing off several new AV receivers supporting HDMI 2.1 compatibility, 8K video, gaming features such as VRR, and offering Dolby Atmos and DTS-X. Supported streaming protocols include Apple AirPlay 2, Chromecast, works with Sonos, and DTS PlayFi. The receivers will allow voice control through both Google and Amazon Assistants and offer two-way Bluetooth communication for streaming from phones or listening on headphones. Sony announced it will start selling modular displays as part of its Crystal LED line that can be used as digital movie sets. The newly announced B-series panels offer anti-reflective coating and 1,800 nits of brightness with support for high frame rates and 3D. Sony plans to release these panels in the summer, but no pricing was announced. According to Nielsen's Super Data Research, the game industry grew 12% on the year to $139.9 billion in 2020. COVID lockdowns contributed to this, with game earnings up 6% in January and February, then jumping to up 14% for the rest of the year. Console games drove some of this growth, with revenue up 28% on the year. Meanwhile, the mobile market grew 10% and accounted for 58% of the total game market. Free-to-play games drove 78% of global revenue. VR games generated $589 million in the year, up 25%. Overall, VR headset shipments actually fell 15%, but standalone VR headset sales grew 19%. The latest Steam beta adds additional support for Xbox controllers. Steam now lets users bind the Xbox Elite controller's rear paddles to controller configurations. The share button on the Series X gamepad can also be mapped to a configuration. Steam now supports using more than four Xbox controllers at once, and trigger rumble support is available. And finally, the Wi-Fi Alliance launched the Wi-Fi 6E certification program, opening the door for devices that use the newly available 6 GHz band. Wi-Fi 6E will be fully compatible with Wi-Fi 6 standards, supporting up to seven 160 MHz channels at once, and only using the latest WPA3 security protocols on the band. IDC estimates that 338 million Wi-Fi 6E devices will enter the market in 2021, with 20% of all Wi-Fi 6 devices supporting 6E by 2022. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. And remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.